0: is happening. Our Costa Rica retreat is now available for signing up and I will be there with you all. We are going to Costa Rica, a sacred spiritual place that is filled with not only amazing forestry and waterfalls, but also a essence that you have to be there to be able to fully understand. We have a full January 12th through 15th lineup of both Western and Eastern practices to help you not only grow on your spiritual journey, but also heal from any setbacks or trauma that has been holding you back for too long. I am so grateful and have been working very hard with Tanya, my co-host, to make sure that this is everything it needs to be for you all, including a self-defense class, Tantra, NLP, plant ceremonies, and more. So go ahead and check it out on the flyingwithair.com website where you can not only put in your $500 deposit, but you can also go ahead and take advantage of that early bird special. We have a limited amount of spots, and I definitely want to see you there. If you've ever needed spiritual coaching or you wanted to come around like-minded individuals, now is your moment. Until then, good vibes and love, and thank you for healing and growing with me today. Hi everyone, Air here. Today we're going to talk about self-love, especially the divine feminine self-love. And with me, I have Chantelle Landerville, a self-love coach out of Canada. I know that she's going to have a lot of good nuggets for us today, and she has a lot of love to share with all of us. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Chantel.
1: Thank you. I'm very happy to be here and finally happy to
0: connect, Eric. <laughs> I know it's been probably about a month and a half of like, okay, got to call Chantel, got to call Chantel. <laughs> <laughs> today,
1: today is the day. Today is
0: the day. Oh, so- I've been able to learn more about you over the last couple of months, but I know that not everybody on the show has been introduced to you before. So can you give us maybe a little bit of background about what you do, maybe your home life, your day to day?
1: Yes, with pleasure. Thank you. So I am a love and relationship coach, um, which I actually prefer saying teacher and a guide. When you really think about it, we've never been taught anything about love and especially not how to be in relationship, including with ourselves. So when you talk about self love, it's such a huge part of being able to succeed in all of your relationships, including if you're looking for love. So, um, I have always been a bit of a personal, uh, self-development junkie. I, I consumed and consumed and consumed over the last 30 years. And I remember through my journey midway through, I was like, okay, Chantal, you actually need to put this into practice because as you know, air, we can read, we can learn as much as we can. But if we don't apply what we learn and what we need to do, I mean, you won't see any results. And, uh, through my journey, I was single for, oh my God, almost 18 years. I, when I finally did meet the man that I'm with today and um, my soulmate, I realized, thank God I had learned everything I did over the last 20 years uh, through this personal development journey, because it's one thing to attract the right partner. It's already so difficult for many people, but it's a whole other thing to make sure that you're set up for success in relationship. So that's a lot of what I do. I have literally created a program that will teach you a lot, a little about a lot of all the different elements that I've learned through my 20 years and hopefully help you save all that time that it took me to get to where I am today, which is in a pretty great place with who I am as a person and also in my relationship.
0: This is going to be so good, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) I can name like 15 women off the bat without even hesitating that are going to be like, yes. Thank you. I've been praying. I've been, you know, <laughs> doing mantras. I've been yelling at the sky. You know, asking the universe, everything. So with that. Yes. I, I know, I know, I know how that feels like. I've been there. <laughs> so I know exactly what you're referring it's like to. Like I've must have <laughs> had like 17 conversations, maybe even this year with the moon. I'm just being like, hey, you know, Luna, I understand that you're in control of the emotional like tides of this world what's going on? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. What the hell is
1: going on?
0: (laughs) Can you share with us more about your spirituality just so that we have a good escape of you?
1: Yes. um, Well, I've always been from, I have to say, I have a mother that's always been very connected to spirituality. So that definitely helped um, through most of my younger life and teens and I'm sure you'll relate to this. A lot of us are born. We we are all born with a form of spirituality and connection to the higher self, but we kind of disconnect from it as we age. And, uh, that's something that I only realized, um, when I was about between 10 and 15, I had this real way of feeling people's emotion and actually being able to read in between the lines to a whole other level where it's almost like I would feel their pain. I would like, so I would want to take control or help them, which as you know, and I know today it's not the healthy way of doing things. So I, I got so frailed and um, I remember one day just starting to like ball my eyes out and I was like, I can't I can't feel other people's energy like this. And I blocked everything out. I was just like, this is it I'm done. And then I would say by the time I hit my late twenties, I really started to kind of rekindle in the world. As I said, I was always curious about self-development, but I started trying different practices and attending these different conferences where I would just thrive when I was sitting in the environment of spirituality and connecting to the self and hearing that little voice. So it's kind of like I made peace with something I knew that was already there that I wasn't ready to receive or probably didn't have the tools to know how to manage at such a young age. But now I was like, okay, this is time for me to reconnect with that. And that shows up. in so many different ways at different times in my life there. Like it can be, I can have segments where I can go really deep into meditation. I remember one year I was like all into the whole Vipassana Mm -hmm. thing. (laughs) And then sometimes it's just literally going for a walk and connecting to nature. And other times it's right now I'm in this breath, really, really, really learning to connect with breath. And that makes a huge difference and being present just being so present to what is now, instead of always having that noise in my brain and focusing on the outside things, if that makes any Mm -hmm. sense whatsoever, Um, because you really do have all the answers within. And when you have that knowledge and trust it, things change around you big time.
0: Mm. You've already touched my heart. I was, meditating this morning, even, and you almost hit it perfectly. I'm like, oh, it's like she read my mind. (laughs) (laughs) As women, we're always considering, you know, the past, you know, past experiences that didn't work out or past relationships that didn't work out. And then we're also, if you're still in your single phase or even in your in between, like not sure about your relationship currently phase, you are like thinking about the future and. Had mm-hmm. this kind of meditative download, is how I'm going to say it, where worry is like in the past. It's like you're, you're worrying about something, mm-hmm. it had to be something that had like occurred, type of thing, versus anxieties in the future. But if you're completely mm-hmm. present in the moment, it is impossible to be either worried or anxious if you're truly mm-hmm. present. And so you like hit it already just off the bat when you said that.
1: So yes,
0: I'm and I'm I'm
1: experiencing it now literally exactly the way I've described it because I I, I've recently made the decision to leave my full-time job, which I had been in for the last 20 years and focus fully on this passion project that I started four years ago and I was like, this is the time. So when I finally announced to everybody, I was leaving and jumping ship, jumping off the cliff. And I know a lot of people can relate to this because we're often trapped and stuck in fear for doing something for ourselves or really wanting to go chase that dream that we have. And we stop ourselves because of the fear element and we project ourselves in the future, right? What's going to happen. Am I going to be able to succeed? Am I crazy? (laughs) Is this going to really happen? So when people started asking me, oh, okay, is this like sustainable? And all of these questions that are fear based, I would just say, I have no Mm -hmm. idea. I am listening to my heart right now, because I know I am being pulled and This is what I'm being told to do. And I'm just focusing on today and one thing at a time. And in my case is I'm working on my book that I just finally finished last Friday. This was the only thing that was a focus. And I allowed myself to be there because if I start focusing on what's going to happen in two, three months, even next week, I, it, I, I lose, I lose the essence of why I'm doing what I'm doing. So it's just like, it's a a really great
0: exercise. (laughs) I believe it. I believe it. When I read on your website, um, raise your love signal. How does that correlate Mm -hmm. to self-love?
1: Oh, what a great question. So when we say about raising your love signal, for me, I'm an avid learner and curious person. I think that, you know, you already mentioned a few minutes ago, how people question like, why is this happening? Why is this relationship not working? What did I need to, you know, why, why, why? And when we talk about raising your love signal, two words come to my mind right away. It's all about perspective and attitude and how you choose to see a situation (laughs) and act upon it. Um, every single person that has come into my life pre pre uh stable relationship (laughs) (laughs) i looked back and looked at how the experience was to get me to where i am today i grew from it i had i had to either be a teacher or learn something from them instead of being in that space of being a victim and frustrated. Not to say that I wasn't during you know, the actual time, but it's really great to be able to be in a space. We get to choose every single day. We have the choice to choose on everything that we do. It's a power that we have that I think most people don't even think that they know that they have that, how you're going to perceive and how you're going to act. We have that choice every single day. And for me, when I talk about raising your love signal, it's always about having your heart open to learning, growing, evolving. It's just like these three words for me are like an every single day practice. It's even though, you know, I could say I'm an expert on all of this stuff. I still every single day figure out a way and know at the end of the day, I will have learned something new or seen it as or heard a different perspective. So I encourage people all the time to be open to learning, hearing, trying, experiencing things differently, because when you, when you don't raise your love signal, which one of the, one of the vibes is just saying stuck where you are, you're just like stuck in your ways and you're not being open to trying things differently or saying, you know what? Okay. Everything I've been doing doesn't work. I need to move to like another box here and explore. This is, is, is key. Like I can't reiterate it, sorry. I can't reiterate it enough how that can help you transform your life from so much suffering (laughs) on a long-term basis versus making it a little bit quicker when you cultivate that. So that's a little bit about raising your love signal. It's all about growing, evolving, and being open, and always choosing to perceive and act on a positive side, or learning from what you went through, instead of sitting in that space of darkness. Does that make Mm. sense?
0: It resonates a lot, actually. So when somebody is kind of in that space, that stuck space, and again, Mm -hmm. we're focusing more on self-love, but... You also, Mm -hmm. being a dating coach, I have to ask certain questions that are based towards love, like romantically as well. So Mm -hmm. there's Mm -hmm. different chapters in women's lives, or even in men's lives. I believe a man can do just as much out of this conversation as a woman can right now. So a thousand self-love, like, you just have to be a human to count. (laughs) Or in my case, (laughs) you could be a fairy, and we still count. We still care. We bleed. (laughs) We just bleed glitter instead of blood. Okay, guys? So yeah <laughs> that so that stuck feeling most of it happens because we've been through some type of like traumatic event or experience and that could mm-hmm. be from childhood that could be a situation that happened to us. that could be a relationship where you know trust was betrayed or cheating was involved or lying was involved. I hear the word narcissist a lot now mm-hmm. when somebody is truly in their self love. What does that Mm -hmm. look like? Like, what does self love actually look or feel like?
1: Mm. Oh, Beautiful question. Well, the first word that comes to mind is kindness, right? I think that we're such, um, in a performance, uh, immediate gratification society, like everything needs to happen now. And I think that self-love for me is definitely kindness and compassion to yourself and allowing yourself to sit in that space. If you're going through the dark (laughs) night of the soul, (laughs) because sometimes you actually need to go through it to shine like the bright light, um, to allow yourself Um, and you would know this air and I do too, you know, we were just had the full moon and the cycles of the moon. If you follow them, when we talk about spirituality and the connection to nature that we can have. And sometimes, you know, I have these mood swings that are like crazy and I I'll just be mad at myself for just like, what the hell is wrong with you? And then because I've learned everything I've learned and I've planted the seeds that I've planted, I have the toolbox now to catch myself quicker and just say, Oh, Oh, Oh no, 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 no. You're, you're going to, you're going to sit in it and not feel guilty about allowing yourself to go through the motion of whatever is coming up with you right now. So kindness and compassion is definitely, um, two words that I, I think about right off the bat when we talk about that. The second thing I would say is being able to, to being able to serve compassion to, others by learning from your mistakes. So what I mean with that is that you you talked a lot about how people will show up in certain ways because of past wounds or past traumas. Self-love is allowing yourself the self-awareness. And when I say self-awareness is getting so clear on why you are the way you are. Where is that rooted issue coming from? So you can uh, work through them when they show up again, you know, the, the life lessons will always come. And I, as I love to say, I'm sorry, I'm going to say this, but you will keep being bitch slapped behind the head until you actually understand a lesson that the universe is sending you. Do you agree Mm with
0: me? (laughs) I might've got bitch
1: slapped this week then. (laughs) And it's like, when she does it, it's like, okay, enough but when you don't allow yourself the, when you don't have that self-awareness and you, you don't question yourself that those lessons will, will just keep coming and coming and coming. And then one of the things that I teach my clients a lot, because when you develop your self-awareness and you understand where that rooted issue comes from, why you act the way you do uh, the way you do, it's like asking yourself the question, who do I need to become going into this new phase and making sure that I don't repeat these things. And that starts with super baby steps because sometimes people start doing this work pretty late in life, or they've had to have a lot of shit or face the dark night of the soul. As I've said before, uh, to finally make a form of change and change doesn't happen in 24 hours when you've been doing the same thing for 20 30 40 years right so you need to again be gentle and compassionate with yourself to allow yourself to transform change and how that shows up is allowing yourself to do baby steps on an everyday scale it's like if i would tell you you know you're so used to You've been in relationships most of your life where I've been toxic because you're always giving, 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 giving. You've never learned to receive. You have no idea to receive. And this happens a lot to women, obviously, especially women that have kids. Mm-hmm. They they naturally become in a space of I have to give, I have to give. And they just like nurture, 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 but they don't allow themselves to have time for themselves or they'll feel guilty if they take time mm-hmm. from themselves when they they have the kids around. So when the kids end up leaving the nest, when they turn like 20 or 18 or whatever, all of a sudden um, you're just like, holy shit. uh, I have no idea how to receive because I've been giving all of my life. And I actually, when I was traveling about a month ago, I met this woman randomly. I was in the UK. I'm sitting at the bar having lunch and uh, we start talking. Uh, and she tells me she's a mother of two children that have finally just went off to university. And it was the first time that she was doing a travel. She was traveling on her own, doing a trip for herself. And I, I had tears in my eyes of joys because I was just like, this is such a beautiful gift. You're allowing yourself to do is receive and being okay and not feeling guilty. So I think self-love the root definitely is like kindness, compassion and allowing yourself the self-awareness to understand who you are. And then that correlates back to kindness, compassion, right? It's just like always that, like, it's okay, I'm going through with this. I just need to actually be kind to myself to understand why I'm doing this. So that's why I keep saying that self-awareness piece is super important. I could
0: listen to you for days. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, <laughs> that's so nice. I could talk about this for hours. Trust me. So, <laughs> so I don't normally like to put uh, like time associations on these shows because I feel like the topics that we discuss are very timeless. But mm-hmm. I do feel like there's a perfect example based off of like what you just said, and then I want to get a little bit of your mm-hmm. insights on if it's resonating with you. So mm-hmm. you just mentioned the full moon. This week. But we're Mm -hmm. also in Mercury in retrograde. And then Mm -hmm. we also just had two major lunar eclipses. So Mm -hmm. that translates into the astrology realm or into the spiritual realm for those that aren't as aware of these things. Basically, Mm -hmm. it's emotional uproar, chaos, and purging of old wounds. Especially old Mm -hmm. wounds of the heart. So the lunar eclipses put fire on things retrograde makes communication and um, relationships just go haywire and then the full moon just brings all of this manifestation energy to the surface so Mm -hmm. i've been talking with some dear friends and some dear clients of mine this week and even my own personal experience like I'm very vulnerable on my show, <laughs> to a fault, maybe, Good. but I am very vulnerable. <laughs> it's Like, these are my cards. The worst thing that you could possibly know about me is on Google SEO first page. So <laughs> I don't mind. My reputation's already ruined. It makes me the most free person that I know. So... With uh, that, <laughs> yes, freeze <is> good. <laughs> I have been talking with a lot of people that have gone through relationships or are currently in relationships, and mm-hmm. I've heard this line a lot. And when you say compassion and kindness, I personally translate mm-hmm. this to grace. I've been giving myself mm-hmm. grace this week. I've been mm-hmm. advising people to give themselves grace. And yes, with that. I keep hearing the line of, I gave that person years of my life. I gave this, you know, I put in years of my life into this project, into this person, into, you know, this dream that I had. And they're just feeling so devastated and so despair. And they're having tantrums. Like, I'll admit, I did this weird thing i had never done it before i'm not even sure if i'm going to include it in my coaching or as you say it teaching and guiding in the future but i did an experiment Mm -hmm. because life is an experiment right (laughs) yes it is (laughs) as women that are spiritual or as men or however you identify being a spiritual being we are always kind of told self-love means we should kind of be in our higher selves, right? Come and approach things Mm -hmm. with love, right? Grace, Mm -hmm. you know, be the better person is another way to say it. If you're not spiritual this Mm -hmm. week, I literally put, I I said it so strangely, but I kind of like it. I'm a Gemini. We like puns. I put (laughs) my higher self on the shelf. Like is how I said. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. My higher self on the shelf, and I let my ego be in control for forty eight hours, which, you know, is a tantrum, like type of thing. Because I let like whatever selfishness I wanted, whatever I felt, whatever mood, just I let it be. Right? Do Mm -hmm. you think that that could be a healthy approach towards self love, or do you think that is more of a sign of like you have more to go and? I just want to hear your feedback. I'm going to stop interpreting and just let you go. So
1: if I understand correctly, it's like if you allow yourself sometimes to be in that ego, is that okay when you have, and I'm also hearing like kind of like a word of expectation on other people.
0: Is that, am I, am I understanding your question correctly? So mostly, yes. The only thing that I think is very important is most of the people I've been speaking with And even myself included, Mm -hmm. they keep resorting back to, I spent years of my life on this. Now I just, Mm -hmm. I don't want to be the better person. I don't X, Y, Z. Yes. So
1: this is good. And this actually comes up a lot, especially when I work with clients that are, have been in relationship. That's why a lot of what I teach right now is learn how to be in relationship before you go into the actual relationship, because how we have been taught about love, there's a complete disbalance. And it's, we've been rom and disnified about love. We're in love with the idea of being in love and love is not enough to sustain. What a relationship, what a healthy <laughs> spiritual relationship actually looks like. And when I talk about kindness and compassion to yourself, this is a lot of what needs to come in a relationship as well. And I'll give you another word that I think is very needed in relationship that people never think about. It's tenderness, Mm -hmm. tenderness. And what needs to happen is this needs to be boundaries and things that are established from the beginning. And what most people do when they fall in love, and I mean, they rush, so they skip steps, right? That's why I say, take your time. What the hell is so, wrong with taking your time when you meet someone to really, really get clear and observe and pay attention. And I, I do this thing called the Eagle eye vision. When I'm working with single people that are looking for a committed long-term relationship where it's like, don't focus on the, now remember what you want in the long-term people think about the kind of partner they want to be with, but they don't think about the kind of relationship they want to grow and evolve in. It's a very different conversation. and It's a very different list. So you need to make sure that these are set and these are conversations that you have from the beginning. And I think there's a a lot of unbalanced things people will, and you'll identify to this really, you know, super easy examples, like boy meets girl or girl, whatever, whatever your gender is, you know, um, boy says, I love, you know, Sunday night, Footballs. I listen to football all day on Sunday. Girl is like in her head, oh god, great. But you know what? I really like this guy. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I love football, and I'll watch it with you. So girl starts watching football every Sunday with the boy. And then six months in, you know, they're still together. She starts getting frazzled and getting annoyed, and she leaves the room and lets him watch the football. They move in together a year later, and then you know she has a meltdown, saying, "Do you always need to watch your frigging football instead of spending a Sunday with me?" And the guy's like, "Uh, "Duh. What are you talking about? I've told you." from the beginning that Sundays are like my thing. But what happened here is that she pretended to be and accept something that in the long-term would actually have an effect with her. And that's a small example to give. You need to be and in that through authentic space from the beginning and have these demands. And I will say demands because I, in my relation today, we hold each other to highest standards. We have made that choice. That means that we show up and we work and we realize that the, the, the values and the fundamentals that we need to make sure that we keep our fire you know, going in our relationship, that we make sure that we don't take each other for granted. That means that we need to keep each other to high standards. And these were conversations that we had in the first few months that we started going out together. Mm. So what I hear from you is that I think people often end up either pretending to be somebody they're not or accepting things that they wouldn't normally because we convince ourselves people will change, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) They'll change. it'll, It'll come around and it's not the case. People will always show you their true colors. Uh, that's why I say, take your time, be observing on, learn to read in between the lines. And if you're following the spiritual path and you're listening to this podcast, obviously air t- teaches a lot about this stuff already. Uh, it's, it's just like self-love is honoring your true authentic self and re- and respecting what your needs are not wants. There's a big difference between wants and needs. Needs are like deal breakers. They're like fundamentals. So I, I strongly suggest to people that are still single out there, um, to do that list of what do I need in a relationship to make sure that I feel safe, nurtured, loved, um, you know, and when I say earlier, I said the word tenderness, we, we, especially when we've been in long-term committed relationships, it's easy for us to take each other for granted. So that word tenderness for me always will it's, it's seated so deep in my head now that when I'm having a shit day, <laughs> cause it happens to all of us, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> I'm not saying everything is always perfect. It's just, I will catch myself much quicker on how I am being reactive to a situation that I am not getting or being heard the way I want. It's just like, obviously, if I go into my ego and being in this reactive mode, I'm not, it, it won't, It won't actually feed or do anything for the relationship. It's just going to, to, to cause, you know, more conflict and not to say that you can't fight. I think fight is fighting and arguing can be very, um, healthy. It's just on how you go about it, but that's a whole other conversation. So very, very long answer to say (laughs) that for people that have been in that space of feeling resentful or just like i have been doing all the work you know i have put my needs on the side to please this person well there's a huge part of it that you're responsible for and it sucks it's like it really really sucks but especially when i hear years 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 right these are things that would have had to be set from the beginning and then the other thing is sometimes our partners are open and sometimes they're not. And that's the other thing, you know, you'll always have one that's ready to work more than the other. And that's why I always say, Mm -hmm. make sure you pick well from the beginning (laughs) to have these kinds of conversations because they can literally make or break um, your, your relationship. And this doesn't just go for love relationship. This goes for friendships. This goes for, you know, Family is a whole other thing, but mm-hmm. <laughs> learning to be able to communicate what your needs and set your boundaries are 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 definitely when we talk about self love. This is a huge part of it. Honor yourself, respect yourself enough to stick to what is what
0: really matters to you. Mm-hmm. So, I kind of want to transfer things a little bit here, and mm-hmm. obviously we're going to stay in the realm of self love, but we might kind of go into self-respect, which I think self-respect is a form of self-love, like it's part of the puzzle. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. let's go from single because, you know, some people are single. I'm currently single, you know, but we've Mm -hmm. also had, you know, the whole spectrum in dating, like there's situationships, there's non-exclusive, there's exclusive, there's exes, there's, you know, past flames, Potential soulmates, twin flames—there's so many that it's exhausting. (laughs) To be honest with you, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) like Mm -hmm. my one rule right now in dating is keep it simple. (laughs) Like that's my yeah. Yes, I totally agree. Keep it Mm -hmm. simple. Mm -hmm. Now, Mm -hmm. so uh, this whole years of your life, this concept of like setting your boundaries, setting your standards in the beginning, and sticking with it—super healthy. Mm I. One hundred percent resonate with that, and I'm in agreement. I've done that in previous relationships. I've also done that in business, um, to be able to like really establish what do I want out of this relationship with my business, or for some people it might be their job or their career. I'm an entrepreneur, so I say my business, but I also have the nonprofit, so I say you know, you know the nonprofit's goals are my goals as well, right? Mm -hmm. But if we're being really authentic to ourselves, whether it's a romantic relationship or whether it's a business um, or a work life, things change. And I know you say that people don't change, but I kind of have to like disagree just to an extent. I don't believe that people's values change, but I do believe Mm -hmm. that people change and sometimes Mm -hmm. they change for the better and sometimes they change for the worse. So Let's say a woman is in a relationship with a person, a husband for, you know, five years or 10 years, or let's even say 20 years, and they establish their goals and they establish what they wanted and what she wanted for herself and out of her relationship, and things start to change. How does that factor in to what you just suggested to all of us? Same thing for business. Mm. Business changes every day, like.
1: Yes. Yes. And depending on the kind of human you are, <laughs> you know, you can change and evolve a lot. So I I, I consider myself, I'm, I'm someone that's continuously thriving on growing, evolving. So, I mean, for somebody that's not into that mindset or like as fast as I am, it can be conflictual because, you know, yes, I totally agree. You can begin at this stage together and it's like, oh, things are going to evolve and we're going separate ways one way or the other. This is where, that, um, self-respect or even respect. I'm going to hump into, I'm going to hop into not hump, hop into <laughs> different conversations.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, indeed, indeed, indeed. Where it's, it's can, do I love my partner enough to let them be who they are? And do I respect them enough to let them be in their journey? And how can we continuously, uh, evolve together? And when I say that is that if you want your partner to respect you, everything I always teach is it has to be reciprocated. Right? So I think it's just how you deal with evolving. I think when one or the other doesn't evolve or change, but the partner that is evolving and changing is fine with where the, their partner is staying. That can, it's a whole, it's a whole other thing. So I can't say that, you know, you'll do everything that I just explained and did a whole spiel on, and then you'll eventually, um, evolve and not be able to go the the same, the same ways because that, that happens, you know, life happens, there's no guarantee in, in anything, but I do believe it's the acceptance piece and the respect of owning and being each other as individuals and how you mutually decide that you want to go through that. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, again, I'll give like small examples for me at one point, you know, dancing was on my, my relationship list. I wanted a partner that knew how to dance and that wasn't a need. Well, actually I almost, at one point I was like, yeah, it is a deal breaker. And my partner for does not, you know, has two left feet, like the guy doesn't even know how to do a shoulder roll, you know? <laughs> so it, it could be at one point, like it's, it gets annoying because I love to dance. And, but I focus on what really matters. And, um, I know that I can find that happiness of whether, you know, that means going dancing with my girlfriends or going to a festival or whatever. I don't need to rely on someone to make me, give me that happiness. I can, I I can actually, have it from someone else. I think a lot mm. of people look to be completed by their partners too much. And I heard this amazing podcast actually about a couple weeks ago that they were talking about for, for, for people that have been in a relationship for a long time and that they're bored, right? They're just like, okay, things are okay, but it's like, we're just bored now. It's mm. what do you do? And I loved it because she was like, go back to who you were when you first started dating. And ask yourself, who was I, you know, was I going out on my own and doing a few things? Was I wearing that sexy underwear and I've stopped doing it? You know, we get lazy and we don't even notice it. So go back to who you were pre and rediscover that person. You know, I think we, we rely too much on other people to make us happy and it starts within. And again, that's a huge part of self-love and.
0: Um, yeah. <laughs> wow. And so does that answer your question? Yes, and there's one more aspect I want to approach on it. So you mm-hmm. you hit really hard on stagnant or getting bored. And mm-hmm. you hit on evolving, like one person's evolving and not the other person isn't evolving over the years. Mm-hmm. There's one more though that does happen and it's not pretty, and we don't like it, and it's very frustrating. But what about if one partner has devolved? So this is when, you know, you've known the man for, let's say, 4, 5, 10, 20 years. And mm-hmm. you see behaviors that are lying, betraying, keeping secrets. Um, other, you know, Mm -hmm. women, these type of behaviors that are devolving, how does a woman during that time keep herself love or even regain it or reclaim it? I know Mm -hmm. that we titled this reclaiming your divine feminine because Mm -hmm. I've seen women, the strongest, most beautiful women that have been destroyed by these type of concepts and When we're on the outside, we're just like, can't you see, like, as another woman, you know, woman to woman, like, don't you know how beautiful you are? Don't you know how successful you are? You are a prize. But for them, it's been shattered Mm -hmm. because the most, how do you say this? The person that they thought knew them the most has rejected Mm -hmm. them in a way through the lying, the Mm -hmm. cheating, the betrayal, the secrets. So, how do you maintain, or redevelop, or reclaim your self-love when someone has devolved in the relationship?
1: Yeah, that's that's a really, really great question. And uh, I was actually talking to um, uh, a woman a couple of weeks ago when I was at an event that literally went through that, and her she found out, you know, her her husband that they've been together for like 10 years had huge addiction problems, um, drugs Mm. and started, you know, everything that came with it, uh, scheming money, cheating, lying. And she was telling me how she had, she was completely destroyed. This is a beautiful woman. She's super successful. Like the, the whole, the whole story described of what you just, what you just, (laughs) what you just described. And the, the only thing I could think of saying, because I have personally never been through it. And a lot of what I teach is stuff that I've been through myself. So I understand. Right. Uh, So the only thing I I, I could tell her was to be again, I'm going to go back to this is to be kind and compassionate to yourself, to allow yourself to go through the healing and the remind yourself that you're not, this is not your fault because it's really important. Remember, I told you a little bit at the beginning, like we often need to understand what our beliefs and our patterns, why do we keep showing up the way we do keep attracting the same kinds of situations? It's, you need to understand what are your rooted issues. So as I told her, this guy came in, obviously wounds that are probably deep 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 from a long time ago that he refused to kind of probably never did the work or explored nothing and then something must have happened in his life to trigger this point and oops this person ends up paying the price for it and didn't ask right because everything was perfect they were having the you know best marriage great like this was a shock to her when it came when it all happened so i would say is allow yourself to um, what's the word I'm looking for to mourn because it's a mourning and grieving period. And you'll go through the different stages and not to say that you won't feel destroyed and lose confidence, but it's, that's where for me, I'm the, I'm always like focusing on the solution, not the problem. And that's when I also said, you know, it's all about perspective. So it's like, what can I do to get the help to support me? I am not, you know, I don't, I don't want to get trapped into the fact that this, that this relationship doesn't define me. I know who I am. And sometimes, actually I would say a lot of the time you need the help and the support around you to pull you out of that hole. But that takes time. I think anybody that goes through these situations is, is a period of healing. And I just support getting the help. And it doesn't define who you will be or can become. So I think that's, that's what I would um, suggest for that.
0: Mm-hmm. Moving forward, how do you feel that a woman's intuition goes into the process of self-love?
1: <laughs> First of all, you always know it's crazy. You know, when I work with clients, especially women, and we talk about past relationships and we're analyzing and kind of, I'm questioning things to, to, to dive deeper. I always ask them, did you know, from the beginning, did you see the red flags and air? Not ever has a woman answered. No, it's always been yes. Every single one of them knew there was something not right, but chooses to ignore, pass on and just keep going. So Mm. (laughs) we, we like have the answers amongst us and we just choose to not listen. So, um, self-love is respecting yourself. It's honoring what you are being told (laughs) instead of ignoring it. I mean, that's like, You know, and this can show up in so many ways where you're being invited to an event and you're, you know, your kids have something and you're just overwhelmed and you're just like, I need to stay home tonight. And your, your voice is literally telling you, I need to stay home tonight. And you choose to ignore it and go because you feel guilty because you feel, oh my God, maybe I should and should have, would have, could have, as I love to say, that's not giving yourself self-love. So intuition, learn to cultivate that. That's number one. It's just, it's that, it's that power this is power it's power this if you listen to that intuition you can save yourself so much time so much pain so much so much shit. but we choose to ignore it all the time it's like and if if you don't know how to listen to it get quiet start you know it's like meditation it's just you need to quiet the mind to actually hear what it's saying and uh, a lot, giving yourself permission to quiet the mind, like the noise that we're all, you know, in this crazy world being buzzed around.
0: I feel like a lot of women, and I'll even include myself here, that mm-hmm. when we just know and we're like, our intuition is on fire, especially as spiritual women. I mm-hmm. personally, I meditate every day for at least 10 minutes. And I do different versions Mm -hmm. of meditation in the morning. I'm meditating about the opening of the day's experiences in the evening. Mm -hmm. I'm meditating on my focus, like on what I'm looking to achieve into my goals. Mm -hmm. Then I do the yoga. I have the physical practice, which is a form of meditation. Again, heart to heart on the mat. And then uh, I might have acro or I might have a client. I learn more, I think, from my clients than I ever did through all of the books that I had with my degrees. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I have found over time that the woman's intuition, that power, that knowing almost makes you psychic in a way, Mm -hmm. if not completely psychic. Maybe you're not talking to ghosts or to spirits or angels, but... You know it. It's deep down. It's as if there's this second brain in you bound in your chest, your heart. But yes. your emotion or your ego, again, versus your higher self and your, you know, women's intuition self, they can really fight. Like they can really <sighs> go at it with each other. So mm-hmm. you have these two parts of you. They're very validated in their reason. You have your women's intuition that's trying to protect you, trying to like, let you know, Hey, here's the red flag. Here's the writing on the wall. He's been keeping secrets or this isn't a good business decision, or that friend isn't being genuine to you. Like whichever category you want to pick. But then you have this very validated part of yourself that you're like, but I love that man. And I love my job. And that has been my best friend since high school. So, Mm-hmm. Where does self-love fit between the heart and the intuition?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Where does self-love fit between the heart and the intuition? I think it's it's kind of like a triangle, right? It's, a love um, triangle?
0: Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: but see it's all about perspective it doesn't need to be a, 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 a negative connotation about, around it I think it's actually let me let me change it it's almost like a circle they literally all come together because you're and not to say listen and this is part of this is part of self-love some some days and we practice this stuff. We teach this stuff. And I still have days that I don't listen to my intuition and get caught up in my head. Mm -hmm. Right. There's just this battle. And uh, when, when we talk about self-love, it's like allowing yourself to be kind and compassionate. Again, I use these words. It's just like, you know what? I fucked up. I didn't listen. It's like, what can I learn from this? And what do I need to change? Or how can I make sure I don't dishonor myself next time? These are questions that I always ask myself when I'm going through a situation. That's the battle between the two worlds. Um, And be okay, be okay. That I, yeah, I should have, I could have, I would have, but I didn't. It's like, what can I do now to change things going forward? It's not like focusing on the past, as you were saying um, earlier, it's being present to what is now. So I think heart intuition, self-love, they it's like literally that circle, a circle triangle that they, they literally go hand in hand together. Um, I think the more you cultivate one, it, it's a natural process that it goes. I think that someone that learns to listen to their intuition naturally, uh, cultivates self-love because that's listening to your heart. Mm. So listening to your heart is honoring who you are. And that's the highest
0: form of self-love that you can give yourself. I love it. you turned to aspects that, you know, people that are going through it might be like, they're an enemy with each other. And you're like, no, 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 perspective, perspective. They, Mm -hmm. they're almost in causation or correlation with one another. So Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that we turned it from a triangle to a circle too, that immediately. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> reframed everything for me. I was like, ooh, another love triangle, ouch. <laughs> well, not- as I said earlier, not-
1: yes, nothing needs to stay the way you thought it was, right? This is the, the power of like choosing. It's like, oh yeah, I I, I thought I, I thought about it this way, but you know what, I can actually evolve to thinking it this way. It doesn't make me right or wrong. It's like, it's changing, it's evolving, it's and giving yourself the permission to do that. It's just like, that's where being open comes in. It's just like, oh, okay, then think about it this way. Look, and this is what happens in
0: conversation. It's it's fabulous. Mm, beautiful. So I have taken so much of your time, but I have one more question before I let you go. And of course, I let everyone know how to find you to work with you. But we did title this, you know, reclaiming your divine feminine and self-love. So you mm-hmm. Somebody fast-forwarded through our entire episode, which don't do that, guys. Like, go back. Go listen, because this was very valuable. (laughs) There was a purpose to the other, you know, 50 minutes. Um, But what is, like, the number one piece of advice if you're talking to a woman and she's lost the self-love, but you know that she's a divine feminine, what are you going to tell her to reclaim that as, like, her first step or even the most important step? You can decide which one's the best here to reclaim, to reclaim your femininity
1: or your self love. Um, I would say I would actually, I would start with questioning myself. So I love to journal. I think journaling is, uh, super important. It's releasing a lot of what's stuck in our head and our thoughts, <laughs> but it's often the heart that's speaking. So there's, again, that like two worlds that can, can come in. So I would start questioning myself, like, what is, what am I not giving myself? Cause if I understood your question properly, it's like, you're still in that divine feminine, but you're not giving yourself the, the self love. You've lost the it. Divine fem- you know, you're reclaiming it. Lost it. Because the divine feminine actually is crazy. You know it. Like it just has this high ups, downs, emotional. You know, it's it can be, it can be crazy for one second, it can be super playful another. So I think it's like just the acceptance of being in that on those ups and downs. We're so hard on ourselves. We're so hard on ourselves. Like it happened again <laughs> yesterday where I was just like something. I had planned for something to go this way and I ended up feeling another way and I was mad at myself and I was just like, you know what? It doesn't matter. It's fine. Like just be kind to yourself. So I think if you are a woman that's really in your divine feminine, you know that it comes with a friggin' roller coaster <laughs> of up and ups and downs and accept Accept being where you are and give yourself permission to go through the motion of what those ups and downs are, instead of questioning it, instead of having to define it, instead of like trying to understand it. You know, I do this all the time. I'm like, why am I feeling this way? What's happening? I'm trying to dive like deeper. And sometimes it's just like, as you said earlier, you would describe everything that's happening with the energies and the universe right now between the eclipse and the moon and all of that stuff. I think for me it's just like accept allow and kindness. It's it, there's three simple things that are so difficult for women that are wanting and being in their divine feminine to to give to themselves. Don't make it a performance based session here. <laughs> it's not about that. <laughs> that's what I would say. <laughs> and it's an ongoing practice. It literally is. It's uh and that's as I said, the Divine Feminine is a little crazy sometimes, so it's just like, it's 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 okay. It's okay to not be okay and sit in it, right, instead of like perfecting everything. So I think allowing is a huge part of self-love.
0: Beautiful. How do we find you, Chantal, if we want to work with you or read your book that's coming out? Uh, Yes. My book, raise your love
1: signal, the guide to getting you the ultimate love connection will be published by the summer. It's basically the, the, the Cole's notes of everything I've learned. Uh, it's literally the MBA of love. I love to say that because <laughs> and so I'll save you the 20 years, a lot of the thousands of thousands of dollars I spent and all the training and conferences and experiences I went through all in one. Um, you can visit my website at raise your I offer one-on-one coaching and I will be starting a new group coaching program by the end of the summer. Um, Which if is always fun because as you said, I agree with you, you learn a lot from your clients. So do I. And there's nothing better than people coming together going through a lot of the same things. We're so different as human beings, but we're all going through the same shit. We're so, we're so going, we all ask ourselves the same questions. So it's so nice to hear and say, holy shit, I am not alone. Like I thought I was crazy and you know what? I'm not actually. <laughs> and then on uh, Instagram, my name is Chantal.Landreville. It's probably where I am the most active and that you can find great free videos and uh, starting to leverage a little bit of the TikTok Uh, frenzy, but uh, that's where you can find me. Thank you, Eric.